Welcome to the Your Family Psychic Podcast. My name is Natalie. I'm a psychic medium and a coach, and I help women who want to grow in their spiritual confidence and receptiveness. And just like you, they want to create an amazing spiritual lifestyle and greater abundance in their life. Abundance of time, energy, sex, love, experiences, kids, whatever abundance you're looking to create, I'm here to help you create that. I want this podcast to be your source for all things spiritual for your family, for you, your spouse, your kids, your siblings, um, whoever you may know. The more you know, the more you can share with them, right? The more abundance you have, the more abundance you have to give. So I want this to be your source of ways to protect yourself, ways to connect, different things about my spiritual journey that are important and I think others want to know or may need to know. I'm also going to have lots of wonderful guests here who want to share their experiences and what tools they use to connect, protect, and really enjoy their lives. So if that's you, you're in the right spot. Listen in for all the tips and tricks we have this week. And if you have any questions, we are an open book. Please reach out anytime and we will get back with you. We can't wait to hear from our listeners. So anything you have to say to us, please feel free to reach out. Hey y'all, this is Natalie Thomas. Welcome to episode 6 of the Your Family Psychic Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about um, how, uh, what connecting on a psychic level feels like for me and what, what it means and how do you know you're talking to dead people versus like making stuff up in your mind. So, um, I'm Natalie. I am a lawyer turned psychic medium and coach. I help women like you who want to increase their spiritual confidence, who want to grow in their spiritual receptiveness, and who want to really expand their abundance in so many ways in their life. So today I am going to be talking, like I said, about how it is when I connect um, on a spiritual level with um, either ghosts or other beings, other other deceased people who've been on this planet. So a little bit of background. I didn't always have the ability to talk to dead people. This is a relatively new experience for me. So I am 36 years old now. And prior to that, I was about 30, 29 or 30 when I first um, acknowledged this way, the who I am as a psychic. Now, it's not that I was never connected. I have always been connected. I, I can remember back the most impactful spiritual experience I had growing up was actually I was at a retreat in uh, probably middle school, fifth or sixth grade. And at the retreat, one of the uh, things they did was they let us do, a, they called it a guided prayer session. Um, turns out it was just meditation and don't tell the Catholics they've been meditating, right? So it was just a guided prayer session. And um, like I said, I was raised Catholic. So it was this uh, the priest kind of walked, we were laying there, relaxing, I forget if we were sitting or laying, I don't remember, we were in a, uh, the convent, where the nurses live, is the convent, okay, and one of the old retired priests lived there and all this, well, we went over to the convent from the school, to, we were having an overnight retreat, and the, the priest would say to us, um, like, the words, like, in the, I don't know exactly how it began, but eventually you walked down a long hallway, and then you went into a room that had two chairs, one of the chairs had Jesus Christ sitting in it, and one of the chairs was for you to sit and then conversate with Jesus. So this was like my first, um, I guess, like guided meditation. And I remember I'd always been kind of connected. I always felt very connected in church or at church. And I still 
The church I attend, it's the St. Patrick's Church on Bridge Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio, and it is a fantastic church. I don't go every week. I have three kids, and they don't have a baby room, so um, we go to church when we feel called, and when I'm there, it is one of my favorite places on this planet because there are so many angels there. It's amazing, but, and I'm also a creature of habit somewhat, so I'm comfortable at Catholic Mass, so if I'm going to attend Mass, it's usually going to be a Catholic Mass. I don't want to go to any other church because I'm not comfortable with that. But I digress. So, you know, I'd always been very connected at church. And I always felt a strong connection to some of the religious people in my family. You know, we had my, my dad's aunt was a nun, an ordained nun. And my dad's side of the family, we had a priest, Father Mark Leonardo, who used to run St. Pat's. And he was a really, really awesome priest. He would always tell us that the church has a lot more roles than God does. He was very open and welcoming, and he just had a real unique um, take on Christianity and Catholicism. And he was a Catholic priest, okay? So he ran a whole, he ran St. Pat's Parish for years and years. So, but he was like in my life, okay? He would stop by our house, he would come by, he was like a grandfather or an uncle figure to me, and then my dad's aunt, like I said, was a nun. And I always felt very connected to them. So it's not like I just like popped up when I was 30, 31 years old, 29, and was like, I think I'm a psychic. So I'd always been sort of connected, but... I had never considered, like, talking to dead people. And even probably the first few years of identifying as someone who was an intuitive or a clairvoyant, I didn't realize that I was actually going to be talking to dead people, okay? And a good friend of mine, Ryan, um, always said, or said to me once, um, you know, the mediumship stuff really just comes on real fast, right? So out of nowhere, I started doing some mediumship work. And obviously, spirit is guiding me, so I'm following spirit. And so... What does that feel like is really what I want to share with you guys today. So it always feels very different. But for me, I don't go into a full trance. Some people, when they do psychic um, connections to dead people, uh, to, you know, so uh, mediumship sessions, um, they go into a trance-like state. And those people who are going into a trance-like state are um, connecting on their own personal type of level. I go into like a semi-translate state. I don't remember everything I say to people during mediumship sessions. So, um, I remember some of what I tell people, but not all of it. Mostly I don't remember it. Uh, and sometimes I will become like a channel and, um, some of the mediumship work I do is where I reach out to people's ancestors. So I do some ancestral mediumship and, when I'm physically in the same place as the person, there are times, and sometimes virtually, but um, there are times where the person starts to have a whole conversation with another person, and I'm talking the words, but they're asking questions, and I'm not uh, physically necessarily, I mean, like, physically I was the same person, but um, the words and the way I'm talking is not my physical mind, not the mind of me, Natalie, Thomas, in this lifetime, so... Um, that's one of the unique things, and I, I've had, like, whole conversations, like, my husband had a whole conversation with one of his uncle, great uncles, great, great uncles, um, through me while we were on the porch one day, and, like, all of his ancestors showed up one day, like, I didn't call them necessarily, um, we had some callings, and I had, um, gone to see my husband's grandfather and grandmother who are buried in a cemetery near our house, it's beautiful, it's, like, on this water, it's so beautiful, but, you know, when I went there, I was getting the message of ancestors, ancestors, ancestors. And we kind of went down the road to figure out exactly what that message was that I was getting when I went there. And 
that led us to do a little bit of work with his ancestors. And partly it was they all showed up at once at first. And I was like, whoa, Nellie, y'all need to slow down and come one at a time. And so now, um, and with a lot of people's ancestors, same thing, right? Because so many of our ancestors want to talk to us. So many of the dead people that have gone before us want to tell us what they learned. They want to help us forge the path. They want to keep, like, you know, doing what the family's been doing. You know, what kind of ancestral ancestral goals do we have? What kind of ancestral um, direction do we want to go in, right? So, <coughs> excuse me. So, anyway, we had the ancestral sessions with my husband, and I would get, like, sometimes taken over, not in a possession kind of way, but I would become, like, a... a um, I, I, I always say I'm like a conduit, okay? I'm like the intermediary. I'm just like the messenger, okay? I'm the computer screen you're reading off of. I'm the radio you're listening to. Like, I'm not the radio announcer guy who's coming up with the content. I'm just the machine sending you the content, right? So, um, that's kind of one way. Another way when I connect to spirits, a lot of times I am calming my body. I always invoke my spirit guides for protection. I call Archangel Michael for protection. Um, I ask for guidance from my spirit guides, and when I read for someone else, I'm asking for guidance from their spirit guides, right? The spirit guides of the person that I'm reading for. Um, I ask them to interject and try to help me get the right message to the person. And oftentimes, what I will sense is, I will sense, um, for older people, it's usually a rocking chair and a gender, I can feel. Um, but I will sense someone and they're never, it's not like if I'm sitting across the table from you or I'm on Zoom with you on a reading, it's not like I'm feeling you personally, right? I'm feeling, um, I feel you differently than I feel like the grandmother that's um, kind of off to your left or off to your right. Or I'm feeling the, um, I'm feeling the, the uncle who's like behind me kind of like, hey. So, a lot of times I'll feel personality traits. Like, if your grandmother was, like, very loud and boisterous, she's coming into our reading loud and boisterous. If your grandmother was very quiet, my husband's grandfather, which grandmother, when he shows, she shows up. She's very, she was always very um, quiet in life, but not shy, right? Like, so she was, like, a woman of a few words, but it was always worth um, every word that she chose was intentional. So, the same thing will happen if his grandmother shows up, right? If you're, if you've got a sister or a brother, um, who died and it was like super full of life, we're going to get that full of life feeling, but I'm always going to feel them either behind you or behind me. I always sense my guides behind me, but sometimes off to the left or to the right, I will sense a family member. And then also I do sense a lot of family members. Like I said, older people are sometimes on a porch rocking. And a lot of times the first thing I will hear from a spirit guide or a relative is, mostly relatives, is like what they called you in life, right? So, um, like, uh, last reading I did, one of the readings I did, the grandmother showed up. They had been like a mother figure, and they showed up for the person I was reading for, and the first thing they said was, my boy, right? And sometimes I'll get like a, hey, girl, or something from our friend who's passed, or I'll get like a really nice, friendly greeting. I'm getting like all these goosebumps now talking about it. But that's usually the first indication to me that there's a um, person around. And so that's kind of how I know it's a spirit instead of just like my brain making up that like your grandmother's hanging out with us. Because a lot of times when that happens, um, 
they'll use a phrase they used in life, which I would not have known about, right? Because no one's telling me in the initial part of the reading, oh, my grandma used to call me, you know, you know, Susie or whatever. I don't know. And so, you know, it's like that's very indicative that it's probably a spirit and not just my mind making things up, which I'm not trying to debunk anyone, but if you're doing readings and you're like, how do I discern in a reading or how do I discern when I'm sitting on my porch and I'm in meditation that it's a guy or that it's a spirit or that it's something else, right? So if it's a spirit and they're using kind of phrases that are popping in your head that they used to say or um, you might get a scent that is a scent that they commonly had. Like uh, my husband usually smells like, my husband's got the weird scent thing going on, but he can smell like perfumes or cigars or something like that. Um, that's another way our guides might, sh I mean, our spirits might show up to us, other spirits. Um, and then also what I'll do is I try to ask some gentle questions at first. So if it's a grandmother and they're like, hey girl, okay. And they're like, oh, my baby girl, whatever they say. Um, you know, then I'll ask more questions. I'll say, hey, how are you? Um, you know, I'll say, and then usually I don't have to say many questions. Um, they'll usually send me messages. And the way I get messages, I've mentioned this on my podcast before, is through uh, metaphors. So I'll see pictures, I'll see different uh, things that translate into something. And, and sometimes, obviously, like that's open for interpretation. And I will always usually tell people what symbols I'm seeing. So, you know, we may see a grandmother and I'll see like someone watching over and I'll say, okay, well then she's been watching over you or she's watching you or I'll see a big X that's like, they don't like what you're doing. I'll see a lot of times, lots of clapping and smiling and, um, you know, I've seen in readings where older people have passed and when they come back in a reading, I get this sense of exhaustion and they're like, dude, I'm just tired, okay? And maybe they lived a rough life or maybe things were hard on earth or maybe they had a really hard death. Um, it was prolonged or exhausting or whatever it was. So, uh, I'll get that feeling of exhaustion. And when I get that feeling of exhaustion, it means like, Hey, I'm here watching. Usually it means, Hey, I'm here watching, but come back in a couple months and we'll see what we can do. I've gotten that before. Um, sometimes I will get messages that are, and this is how I know they're spirits. Okay. Y'all, because like, I can't like make up these things. Right. And usually they're confirmed from the people I'm working with. I'll say, okay, well, grandma's here, but she's really tired. She just needs a break. And I'm getting chills again. And um, they'll say, yeah, you know, my grandma worked really hard in life and she didn't have it easy or something, right? Um, and so that's how I know it's spirits because I, I don't know the unique facts about ways people lived or died. And um, sometimes I'll see different symbols that are more like, like giving and tin. They may show me a baby, like if someone's pregnant, they may say like, hey, we see the baby, um, different things. And so you have to know that like you, your ancestors and your, your, your um, deceased relatives and friends um, may come to you in a reading in a way that's very unique to them. So if you're doing readings for people and you really wanna like, you know, come up with the information, be open to any anything and don't um, judge, okay? So I think that's the other thing that a lot of people do uh, as mediums that might hold them back or, or that affects their spiritual confidence is that they think they get a message and they don't judge. I have a friend who was like, my mom's guy who cuts her grass was here last week and that dude had this vibe around him that something was going to happen to him. His stuff was going to get stolen. I knew it when he was here and I didn't say anything because I didn't trust myself. And I said, don't beat yourself up, obviously. 
because obviously like we're not the only messenger okay our guides and our spirit and our, our deceased relatives they're going to come through to us in many many ways okay so if you get a message and you don't get it right or whatever the other thing is you can you know you didn't get it right you didn't say it in time whatever it is don't beat yourself up but be confident when you get the messages to say to someone like hey I mean obviously don't like walk up to a random person in the grocery store and be like hey you're gonna die tomorrow no don't do that no I'm not talking about that don't do that what I'm talking about is when you are in a reading giving a reading for someone or if you're trying to do a reading for yourself if you're trying to connect to your own ancestors be confident in what you hear and when I say hear I mean what comes into your mind I mean some people will hear things out loud <clears throat> but if you're not one of those people be confident about what you hear um, you know what what it came into your mind, what what in what words, what pictures, what feelings. So some people interpret, some people get their messages by a feeling. Like so, you might feel your heart racing, you might feel tense, you might feel anxious, you might feel scared, you might get really hot, you might get really cold, right? So these all can mean different things. And as you build your spiritual confidence, you'll know what each thing is, and you know it's the spirits communicating with you because you wouldn't normally be sitting on your couch and suddenly be freezing cold. Okay, so. Remember that. Remember that you are connecting. And so that's really what I wanted to talk about. So what it feels like for me is I will get messages in my mind that are usually metaphors. But I'll usually get some sort of friendly greeting at the beginning of a reading for mediumship. And I will connect with the person. And they'll be giving me information that I would not have otherwise known. So that's how I know it's a spirit. And also, you know, they'll tell me about different things about a person that only they would have known or was really connected to them. And that's how I know it's a spirit, and that's how I know it's not, you know, me just making things up. Not that I'm worried about people doubting me, like I said. This is for you to build your confidence, right? This is how you know to be confident, is building in that in that ability and that belief that you're really doing things amazingly. So, you know, if you're doing readings or you're trying to do um, connect on a mediumship level with your own people, or if it's something you want to start exploring, please, please, please reach out. I love hearing from my listeners. I love hearing from my audience and knowing what's going on with them and what's working for them and what's not and what new things they're trying. So um, I would definitely recommend um, going back a couple episodes and listening to the protection stuff because obviously before you start reading, you should do some protection stuff. Um, I did actually experience uh, where I was reliving a past life of my own through a reading and it was really, really intense energy. And so that was actually really hard for me. And I learned, obviously, over time, I do more protection before I do a reading. Um, but like I said, you might feel those feelings. Remember, you might start crying. You might start laughing. You might start having all kinds of emotions. So just remember that, you know, when you're connecting, you're connecting. And it's amazing. And be confident that the messages you're receiving are make sense. And if you can record yourself talking out loud or you can write it down in a journal while you're connecting, this will help you to go back and re-listen or re-read and be like, wow. I missed that nugget of information, right? I, I missed that while I was in the reading because I was in a translate state. And I really am intrigued by the information that I learned, right? From what I learned from this conversation, from what I learned from this experience in connecting. And the more confident you are in your spirituality and the more you believe in your spirituality, the more spirituality will show up in your life. The better your readings will get, the more adept you will get at reading messages from deceased loved ones, the better you will get at connecting with your ancestors, the better you will get at helping other people connect with their ancestors. So it all comes back to confidence and building that spiritual confidence. So like I said, if you guys try it, try some of this connecting, um, try and just call on Archangel Michael at least to protect you. Um, go back and listen to the protection um, episode. I think it was episode 
three. But go back and listen to that just so that we can make sure that you're protected. But also, I want to hear from you. I want to hear how it works out for you guys. Um, you know, I'm getting ready to start a whole new school year with my kids and everything's crazy and wild. But I love, love, love to hear from my podcast listeners. I love, love, love to hear from my clients when things are really working out for them and really just like they're hitting it out of the park. So can't wait to hear from you guys. Everyone have a great day with love and light. I send all of the healing energy and joy and love to everyone listening and everyone have a great day. So I finished recording the episode and I thought of one more thing I really want to share with you guys. So before I do a reading for someone, I usually see almost like a tornado of information like flying around behind them. And this is kind of like my indication that there are messages out there for the person. There may be times when you get a situation where you feel like there were no messages for somebody. That's rare, but it happens. Some people are super in tune and they get their own messages and they're carrying their own inbox out and there's nothing waiting around for them. But spiritually, I usually see like a vortex or a tornado behind them with like all sorts of different pieces of information and like different things are popping out at me and like, you know, colors might pop up or whatever, right? And I try to slow the tornado when I first start a psychic mediumship reading just to see which family members are kind of floating out there trying to talk with the person. Um, And in order to do that, that's where I calm my body. I call on their guides. I also ask the people I read for to try to calm their energy. And this will help them. Um, sometimes it's just like crazy and information's coming at me like a thousand miles an hour. And I'm just relaying, relaying, relaying where I go into that trance-like state. Um, and then sometimes also um, people are asking me yes, no questions. And I'm pulling them right out of that tornado, the answer, this, that, or the third, right? Um, and I get strong yeses on my right side is a light, airy feeling. And I get no's on my left side, heavy feeling. So just wanted to share with you that when you look at someone before you do a reading or if you're looking at your own energy Um, and you're feeling like a lot of things are swirling around and you don't really know what's going on, it's probably just all the messages out there and the need to, like, clean up the inbox. So, again, with love and light, I send all the healing energy. Thanks for listening to Your Family Psychic Podcast with host Natalie Thomas, a psychic medium and coach for women like you who want to expand their spirituality. If you have questions about today's episode and would like to get in touch with us about your spirituality or are looking to be a guest on our podcast, please feel free to reach out to us through social media at Your Family Psychic on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Thank you and have a blessed day with love and light. Natalie.